0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Oh god, no turn that off. Alright, good. I don't know if this is working. I don't think to do true at all. Oh, okay, now I hit that thing. Alright, America. I don't know if this is working. Hey Ryan, are you there? Yes. Excellent. How you doing, Ryan?
0: Good. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's going good. I'm seeing all these like things here, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It seemed like it'd be so cool I was just thinking about. But hey, we have a show tonight, and uh, you know, I thought we were going to talk about some other stuff here, but we just kind of had this whole U.S. men's roster thing drop on us today, which is kind of fortuitous. And um, the thing that seems to be filling up my t- Twitter timeline is the snubbing of Landon Donovan. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, yeah, that's definitely the big news. Um, you know, for me, and I kind of tweeted my thoughts a little bit about it. Um, obviously, anytime you have one of the greatest players ever, I mean, you know, he's one of those guys. Some people don't like him for whatever reason, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much indisputable in terms of contribution. You know, he's he's got to be at the top, if not the top player ever. So it's definitely going to be hard. Um, you know, I look at it as I should he have made the squad in some capacity? A lot of people were saying super. So, yeah, I definitely could see that. Um, and, you know, the weird thing for me is having guys like Kenny Chandler, who, you know, his uh, dedication was questioned when it sounded like he made a couple appearances and kind of backed off. Okay, is he holding out for Germany? Does he really want to play for the U.S.? And then Julian Green, who I know is – very, very highly regarded, very young. But the guys played like one half, so it's kind of odd having them on the team instead of Landon. Um, but, like, the biggest problem I had was, you know, people calling for Klinsman's job over this or saying, hey, if he doesn't win a match in a very tough group, he should lose his job. And I was a big advocate of, of Klinsman from the very beginning. You know, he started out kind of rough. And even after a few matches, people were already starting to, you know, get restless saying, okay, is this the right choice? Maybe we should make a move now. And it's like, you know, I kept saying, give him time, give him time. Well, then he went on the long run, you know, played well against Italy, had some great success against Mexico, uh, won many games in a row, and everyone suddenly is on the Quinsman love bandwagon. And now the same people are 180 and saying, hey, you know, get rid of him just over this. It's a very polarizing choice, but... Um, you know, he's the coach, and I think with his success, he's uh, he's earned uh, earned a little bit of leeway. And you know what? Everyone's judging this, and we haven't even played a match yet. So say we move out of our group, then, you know, it's going to look like he made a good choice. So I just am taking the patient route, see what happens. And it, in the end, he's still a very good coach. And I uh, I guess I'm just not up in arms like everybody else or like most people on it.
1: Right, and don't think that he had these, didn't have these same conversations when he took over Germany. In Germany, the people were ready to re- uh, rebel. They were furious with him. I mean, this, is what, you know, this is why it took him, what, five, six years to agree to the job? Uh, now, here's a quote that Donovan said this week, and I think kind of played into a lot of this. Um, he said, when you're younger, you're sort of going crazy to do whatever it takes to make the team, and, and you forget to enjoy it, and now I'm actually getting to enjoy it. So, hey, TJ, are you on the line? Yep, I'm here. All right, TJ, you're in Minnesota. Ryan's down in Waterloo, famous for stopping Napoleon's advances in the 1800s. Nice job there. <laughs> and, uh, before we get on to that, TJ, congratulations for the Vikings. They have won the 2018 Super Bowl.
2: Well, seems like it seems like talent. They got cow. at least four good
1: arms to hand the ball off to Adrian Peterson 40 times a game. <laughs> Things must be looking really good there.
2: Oh, yeah, it's just dynamite. People are acting like we're going to the Super Bowl now, but I guess this is the closest we'll get.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, you didn't win the Super Bowl? Oh, <laughs> so like if, like, the Packers, like, go to the Super Bowl, they'd oh, be, like, playing in your crib? Oh, that'd be oh my gosh, that'd so be, be the worst down. thing
2: ever. if. It would be terrible if Aaron Rodgers gets MVP of the 2018 Super Bowl. Yeah, that would just be the worst thing to happen in Minnesota sports history. But that's well, pretty much I'm going to go beat my question
1: the prospect of that. But uh, TJ, <laughs> we were talking about Landon Donovan him being snubbed here. just kind of felt we actually had like a format, people, that we were going to talk about, and then this uh, sort of happened. So I think this is kind of a bit of a miracle. Uh, what do you think about this, yeah. TJ? This, this has been exploding my uh, my Twitter timeline and. Uh, I think I think Ryan and I are the same mind of it, that we hired a guy to take the job. Why are we, you know, getting mad about him doing his job?
2: Exactly. And Landon Diamond hasn't really been in the plans of uh, Klinsman for some time. And, you know, the whole time he's been here, he's been uh, – Klinsman's been in head coach of the United States. Landon Diamond's kind of been a question mark. Will he take him? Will he not for these uh, next couple games for qualifying and whatnot? So I don't think it's uh, that huge of a deal. I mean, it is a point in time is coming when Landon Donovan wasn't going to get drawn into the World Cup. It just happened to come now. He's played in the past three, but people are up in arms about it. But there's a lot of younger talent we got to get in there. I don't know necessarily Julian Green is that younger talent. I'm not really um, too uh, keen on that selection but uh, Donovan wasn't really his uh, first choice from the start, so I'm fine with it. It's his job. He's the coach, and if it doesn't go well, it's kind of uh, his fault on that one, but we'll see.
1: I love these controls here. So I get to play music, but it like, takes like <laughs> 30 seconds to actually work. So I had oh, this like this heartache song all like tuned up, and then it just like ended up deleting over what you just said. So
2: sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay, um, You're just messing around with think. we're trying to figure this out anyways like our show says. Is this thing on
1: exactly so uh some of the stuff I saw today was just kind of just uh, shredding the guy's integrity, basically um, mm-hmm. you know at, at this point here, I think let us just whatever happens it's it's Clemson's team and, and so. You know, we need to rally around it, blah, 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 blah. You know, people are saying, well, he hates MLS. He's always had a preference for non-MLS. That, that's why we got this guy. If we wanted an MLS coach, we would have, you know, skipped with the Bradley. Um, what do you guys think about some of the other cuts? Like, um, for me, I thought Brad Davis – no, not sorry, Brad Davis, uh, Brad Evans. Um, I thought the right was on the wall when – because he was brought in kind of to play right back. And so then Klinsman invited the guy who actually plays right back for the Seattle Sounders. So I wasn't so surprised about that, although I did. I, did you guys see his tweet?
0: Uh,
1: I had not, it pretty classy.
2: not.
1: He said, uh, you, you got lucky, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Not That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, not not yeah. the exact word I would use. It's like, well, it's, if he's lucky, he's gotten lucky a lot in his career. I mean, it's yeah. – very few people in the world can, can play with him. So it's, you know, it's one of those things, it's nice to see the confidence, but it's like, yeah, I, I might check my tweet a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they uh, had these uh, sensors, on, uh, some lab somewhere, and they focused these sensors, like they had like, I don't know, 300 sensors on Cristiano Ronaldo. One of the things was that his eyes were always on the defender's feet. He wasn't like looking where his teammates were. He wasn't looking at the ball. He was looking at the guy defending him, his feet. I thought that was really interesting.
0: Hmm. I guess, yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard that. Like, I, I guess I think back to, you know, the good old basketball days where they always, you know, told you to watch like the chest or the torso or midsection. And I assume that carried over, you know, I guess I was never told that when I played soccer. Um, um, You know, I assume that carried over kind of everywhere because wherever you're, Midsection is going. That's where the defender is going. But you know, I'm far be it for me to second You know, probably one of a lot, oh, easily one of the top two, three guys in the world. Well,
1: when when yeah, I have the really ball, argue I'm with just like, looking where I can get rid of it to. I'm not even like thinking about who's guarding me. I'm just like, who 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 can I pass this to? Who can I pass this to? Let's get rid
0: of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be me. It's like, you know, take like a bone or a stick, like here, here, look and throw it and then you run around them or something like that. So.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're listening yeah. to the Subs podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm joined by TJ and Ryan. Um, so some other snubs. Um, anyone surprise you
0: guys? Um, looking over the list, I guess nothing really, really, really stands out. I guess the surprising, obviously, other than the Donovan thing, I mean, everything else seems to be pretty straightforward. Like I said, kind of the surprising additions would be Chandler, which seems like, you know, Quinzen kind of always obviously liked him from the start, you know, when he first came in. Um he was trying to bring him over already. And then, of course, Julian Green, which, again, you know, a youngster playing for Bayern, so you know the pedigree's there. But the guys played one and a half for us. So it's just kind of weird to, you know, include those, leave a couple other guys home. But uh, um, there's no huge snub beyond that that I see.
2: Yeah, I was oh, looking then, at that. Uh, all sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, everything was pretty straightforward for me as well. Uh, I was kind of wondering on uh, Mick Diskarud if he was going to make it in or not. But once he made it into that 30-man shortlist, I was pretty sure he was going to Brazil. So that was like the only thing I was really concerned about going in. He was on the fence for me because I kind of wanted to see him. But then again, I was wanted – there's a lot of good talent in near that same position. So seeing him get in was kind of interesting for me. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought what was odd – was that we only brought three center backs. So those being um, Jeff Cameron, assuming even though he plays right back for Stoke, um, he does play right back, right? Um, I believe so. And then uh, Omar Gonzalez, who hasn't been playing the best lately and has been pretty banged up as well, and
0: Matt Beasler. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that is kind of odd, and, you know, I mean, the concern there is, um, you know, first of all, throwing them in a situation like that. I mean, they've made appearances in the World Cup's a little bit different, um, but, you know, then your concern is, say, someone gets hurt or is really struggling having a four-half, I mean, then you have to look at, you know, possibly shifting someone out of position, which can open up a lot more vulnerabilities, and it's one thing to have to do that against an Algeria, you know, it's another to do it against... Yeah, Ghana, Portugal, and Germany. So, uh, it's I don't like that idea, but, um, you know, I guess the team's picked now, so short of an injury or another shocking move, you know, I, I really don't see anything changing.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. I think he kind of wanted to uh, save himself on the uh, outside defender's uh, left and right, he didn't want to be left short there, I think. It's putting too much in the middle or putting too much on the outside. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, situation. Uh, so he was just trying to take the lesser of two evils, I think, on this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think like, another good point, too, it, it's just different. One thing, it's changing over coaches. You know, there's always a change. You know, we're going from Bradley to Klinsman. Obviously, Klinsman is an even bigger change, I think, just because – wanting to bring in, you know, uh, kids that normally may not have been looked at or, you know, some kids from Germany. Uh, and so it's it's just kind of weird because we're used to seeing the vets. like, let's think of 2010, you know, Steve Chirindolo, um, Bocanegra, you know, guys like that that obviously uh, were too old and people knew last World Cup would likely be their last. But it's just kind of different to have such youth now. Um, and have the different approach of Jurgen I, I think that's part of it too people are looking at the team and they're used to seeing these grizzled veterans that they've had under Arena or uh or Bob Bradley um or Samson and you know and it's just such a shift that I I think some people are 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 just fighting that thought and again you know I mean yeah it's a very young very raw team I actually read some tweets today um people saying they think it might be kind of a packing it in for 2014 with an eye to 2018, which I can see people saying that, but it's like really, yes, you get world cup experience, but it's not like these kids aren't going to play a lot the next three or four years. So I really don't buy into that that we have to get them the world cup experience now for 2018. They're going to have plenty of, you know, of appearances, be- you know, in between now and then. So, Um, There's just an interesting thought some people threw out there. One I don't agree with, but what do you guys think about that? Do you think it Jurgen just trying to get these kids seasoning? Even if we don't do well, setting setting them up for
2: 2018. I don't think he needs to really give them seasoning at least on this stage. I think he could probably save that for later on in uh, qualifying or friendlies, moving up into 2018. Um, this may be just because to get some uh, young talent in, maybe if he doesn't keep his job after this World Cup, if it goes absolutely poorly, just to get his guys in in some time and get whoever comes in afterwards if he's not there to keep looking at these players. But if you're going to be messing around with rosters, I don't think the World Cup is the best place to do it. I mean, sure, it may pull in a few wild card things that the other teams may not be prepared for but if you're not quite confident in the guy, I don't think you should be taking him uh, to the biggest tournament in the world.
0: I agree. Well, Yeah, and I was going to ask you guys, too, another interesting one. I saw there was a lot of rumblings of that this wasn't a soccer decision at all, basically saying it wasn't based on Landon's ability to still play or contribute at a high level. Um, I know I read one that... Uh, um, someone, it, it was an idea they put out there, actually, um, uh, that they didn't think that Donovan and uh, um, and Dempsey ever fit well on the team, and it came down to having to choose one or the other, uh, and, and that's why Donovan went. And I've also seen you know, the other people putting this theory out there, this fact that it wasn't based in soccer at all. It was basically politics behind the scenes or maybe a bust-up between you know, Klinsman and Donovan or potentially, you know, when Donovan took his little sabbatical and Jurgen wanted him playing, um, that maybe it was kind of a revenge thing. And what do you guys think on that? I mean, it's again, you know, I could see some plausibilities there, but that's, you know, pretty big risk to take. And that's a pretty big grudge to hold, you know, to hold one of the greatest U.S. players ever out of a tournament, just because of a personal issue. I mean, do you, do you guys see that, um, did you see people also, saying I've also that? I mean, what people, are your thoughts on it?
1: I've also heard, like, reference to when um, Jürgen did his uh, stint with Bayern Munich, which didn't even last a whole season, and his big off-season acquisition was Landon Donovan, and that didn't pan out. Uh, that, that's absurd. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. He, uh, Landon Donovan is a player, and Jürgen Klinsmann is a coach. Jürgen Klinsmann picks the team... And it's not a fairness thing. Look at you know Brad Evans has had big timely goals for the United States. He didn't make the cut. Eddie Johnson had big timely goals for the United States team. He didn't make the cut. John Brooks didn't really have a great you know didn't really stand out in his I think one performance was one cap. He made the team. It's about where the players are now and how they can help the team going forward. It's all it's 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 absurd. I think that people. I think, yes, okay, the coach at some point is going to have to tell the player, look, you're not going. And Jurgen Klinsmann had to make that decision. It's on him. You know, and even if you brought Donovan and if they won and Donovan played, it's because you brought Donovan. That's always going to be there. But it's a coaching decision. He goes, you know, it's the the coaching, you know, he takes his ins and beats yours's right or he takes yours and beats his uh, i i can't speak redneck very well but but at the end of the day we hired the guy to bring the coach in when he you know he came over he said this is what i'm going to do and this is the exact same thing he did with germany and the germans are furious about him now look at germany yep. i mean what he did the team that he brought and that team that continues to be there has dominated the germany when Durgan Klinsmann took over was in pretty dire straits he completely gut the system but he only had two years to work with it. He he did he did rerouted everything at the U twenty one level. In the United States he's going even beyond that. So, you know what? We we bought the ticket, we're gotta take the ride.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> this is making for horrible radio guys. We we need someone here to like you know. We need like death threats yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's make our first transition here. I'm going to hit this button here to bring
2: music
0: on.
1: Okay, now it's over. Oh, now, see, now it got quiet. See, it sounds really loud, and then it gets quiet again. Anyways, what we're actually going to talk about is the NASL. TJ, take it away.
2: All right. I'm uh, trying to hear over the music. Holy cow. Okay, well, I guess this is my area of expertise. Um... uh, NASL, if you're not familiar with it, North American Soccer League is our second division here on the uh, glorious uh, U.S. pyramid. Uh, we got a little bit of an interesting format for this league. We're actually uh, play two seasons in uh, one year. I have a spring season and a fall season, and a little bit new format to the. Uh, but they don't call the uh, this Is that what they call it?
1: Yeah, the
2: they claudura? don't do the Apertura-Clasura. They made a huge deal about not making the Apertura-Clasura. They wanted spring and fall. That's all they wanted. So it was just really weird about that, but yeah, winter of the spring and winter of the fall season both get automatic berths into what is now called the championship, and the other two seeds for this four team playoff are the two other teams that have the best um total record over the course of two of the two seasons and of and uh they play in a uh, knockout uh Single, I believe it's single game knockout. I'm not really sure on this. They've been changing the rules about this thing every year, so it's hard to keep track with that. But anyways, and by two seasons, stuff,
1: you mean the, the spring and fall?
2: Yeah, the spring and fall. Last year was just the winter. The spring plays winter. Of the fall in the um okay. uh, open in the uh, champion, in the soccer bowl, and now they're having it a uh, playoff. But I don't remember if it's a, a single team, if it's a single game knockout, or it's a aggregate series. I'm pretty sure it's just single game knockout and the uh, spring and fall champions get the home games uh, for that opening series. And then whoever's the uh, ranked team left gets the uh, host, the uh, soccer bowl. They still call it the soccer uh, bowl. Yep. They still call it the soccer bowl.
1: And unlike some soccer franchises, the NASL New York club actually plays in New York.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. they They give them so much crap. I think the Brooklyn Italians, who the Cosmos are playing in the Open Cup, and the actual Cosmos and the Cosmos have been giving the Red Bull so much crap recently. They said saying stuff like teams that actually play in New York or built, not bought, or something like that, and all those kind of things to taunt uh, NYCFC and the Red Bull. So it's kind of fun going back and forth with them
1: you know I'm a little disappointed about this um so uh, NYCFC just tweeted out the other day that it was their 1 year anniversary their 1 year birthday uh so I asked them if they got any recognition from Manchester City uh, and I never heard back from them and given the you know the, <laughs> the you know the Yaya yeah, yeah, Tory situation I I thought you know this kind of was a ser- serious journalistic uh, inquiry
2: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, you think a guy like that uh, with his situation right now, that'd be kind of a big PR move for them to get a big name like that in MLS. But I don't know if they'd uh, the league would approve that kind of stuff. They got all their weird acquisition things like that. But on a loan, you never know. Uh,
1: the the new MLS rule and uh, is that um, look, players if you have a, a parent club, so for instance, NYCFC is owned by mm-hmm. Manchester City, they can take one of those players on loan, but they count as a designated player. Which is why Chivas USA, when they got, uh, um, oh God, Eric Torres on loan from Chivas Guadalajara, he counts as Disney player. But that's MLS okay. crazy rules. Yeah, that's why I like How the NASL.
2: You play? don't have those crazy stuff. <laughs> that's
1: right. You just play soccer, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so now um, who's looking, who's, so who, who is the fall champion that would be playing the spring champion?
2: Um, well, we don't – well, actually, it's uh, not like the European calendar where it's uh, fall and fall's beginning of season. Spring's actually the beginning on this one, so we don't know who's going oh, to the playoffs wow. yet.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: okay. Yeah, how so many games Cosmos are five? defending champions. We have three games left in the uh, spring season out of nine. It's really weird this year because they're trying to work around the World Cup. They only did a uh, single-round-robin uh, format for the spring, and then it's a double-round-robin both home and away against every team in the fall – And with the way some of these teams play, like Carolina and Tampa Bay, Carolina's really good at home, and Tampa Bay really sucks at home. So depending on where you get teams like that, it makes a huge difference in your entire schedule. So people are kind of uh, pissed off about it, but it makes for an exciting race here with three games left.
1: Uh, One thing I love is the single table. That is beautiful. Yes. There's no Uh, Eastern Conference. Granted, there's, let's see, what's the most western, is it San, is San Antonio the most western most? No uh, president Minnesota by you like have to 20 wander.
2: miles or something like that. Really? It, so yeah, Minnesota I, I don't is know. our western representative? Uh, Minnesota and San Antonio, I think, are the farthest west, yeah, I believe so. They're talking some California kind of stuff, but right now they just crossed the Mississippi, that's about it.
1: Holy David Crockett!
2: Yeah, they're so loaded up on the East Coast. We got New York, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Carolina, uh, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and uh, well, actually no, I take that back. Edmonton's the farthest west. I forgot about them. They're way out there in Alberta, so they're definitely the westernmost. But does it
1: count if it's in Canada?
2: It's like it's <laughs> I don't know.
1: was
2: <laughs> yeah. We got. I don't know. <laughs>
1: well, and the new team uh, is the, the Indy Eleven.
2: Uh, looks yeah, like Indiana they've got two points. Oh, there's two. Oh, in Ottawa. The Fury Ottawa just came in. Yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be three, but Virginia's still struggling with stadium issues and ownership kind of stuff. Half of their board jumped ship uh, right before this season started, and they had to delay till 2015, where they'll come in with Jacksonville and Oklahoma if that ever gets any traction.
1: And, of course, Oklahoma already has a... Um,
2: oh, why USL am I Pro. Blank? USL Pro. Yeah,
1: no, so, so Oklahoma yeah, City have, has...
2: Please. They have NPS... I know they have, like, uh, PDL, and then they're looking at USL Pro for Tulsa, Steal at NASL franchise, because they're going to call them the Roughnecks, like the old uh, NASL uh, organization. And then they're trying to get the okc energy who i believe are playing currently also in there they're going to bump them up to nasl oklahoma is just gone crazy with the uh lower divisions right now nobody really knows what's going on
1: and the oklahoma city energy is the uh pdl affiliate of the sporting kansas city and they're coached by uh jimmy nielsen their former goalkeeper
2: yeah white puma yep (laughs) <laughs> White puma,
1: that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Matt Bonner's the Red Mamba. <laughs> oh boy! So nine game season. Everyone's played six games. Minnesota's got the lead yep. of 15 points. Um, how do you think? Do you think Minnesota can close it out? And does Miguel Abarro uh, still play for
2: them? Uh, Miguel Barr still playing for him. He got a goal and assist in last game. Him and Christian Ramirez are the dynamic duo uh, for this United team, uh, thanks to Pablo Cabo Former, getting uh, injured UC in the Irvine
1: anteater. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, he That's is. where <laughs> I'm at is actually like 0. .7 miles away from the UC Irvine campus.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you got the hometown uh, representing up here in Minnesota. <laughs> Woo, go but, Minnesota. Yeah, you, <laughs> United, yeah, they. They really need to win this week, though, They truly they are. Minnesota
1: truly is united. They're, they've they've <laughs> got the whole West all, like, we're all Minnesotans, damn it. Go, go sharp at Target and Best Buy.
2: <laughs> Support our economy. <laughs> But, yeah, Minnesota really needs a win this week against Carolina if they want to have any hope because Cosmos and Fort Lauderdale are the only two other teams in here that really have a shot at winning this league. Both of them are tied for second at 12. Uh, Cosmos have goal differential advantage on the strikers. And uh, Cosmos have a really easy game this week. They've got Indy 11, supposedly easy because Indy's got the domination on shots. They just haven't been able to find the net. They've got two draws for their name still haven't had a win in franchise history. So the way Cosmos have been playing, they should come out with a win and should get up to 15 points on the table. Fort Lauderdale is traveling to Tampa, and Tampa hasn't been playing well at home, home well at all this season. And Fort Lauderdale has been in kind of on a roll, but they got derailed last week by Minnesota with a pretty uh, good beating of 3-1. to one that the scoreline really didn't reflect at how well Minnesota played that second half. So we are kind of a wild card at this point. But if Minnesota can get this win uh, this week, I can guarantee they will go on and win the league because next week it goes to Fort Lauderdale playing New York, which will be a tough test for both of them and will really define if either one of those two win this coming week, that next week is the make or break for their spring season.
1: Fort Lauderdale just came off
2: a 4-0 that 4 nil win over Atlanta.
1: Now, Atlanta, is yeah. they, are they still involved with uh, Eric Winalda?
2: Uh, yeah, Winalda's still their technical director, and he was their uh, interim coach. Uh, I believe he was for a while here. I think they have somebody new in there, unless he's still taking over. They've changed coaches like three times in the past like three seasons or something like that. But I think he just he doesn't want to coach, but he secretly does want to coach. But, so he just keeps taking over for him, but he's got another connection. Come on, Eric, to you know you want there, to. <laughs> he just Actually, I think he just wants to go back out on the field and play. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, of course, and unfortunately the Atlanta Silverbacks have nothing connected to the MLS franchises coming up in Atlanta.
2: No, they're completely separate entities, and people are kind of wondering about the fate of the Silverbacks organization right now. But Atlanta, the Silverbacks right now are really pushing that they're uh, – Uh, Georgia's only professional soccer team at this moment, since uh, Atlanta MLS doesn't have a whole lot, like a roster or anything, going right now. So they're going to take advantage of it as long as they can. But their future is looking kind of bleak for them uh, if uh, this Atlanta MLS takes over too much of their own fan base. I think they may survive, but it'll be quite meaningful.
1: All I know about Atlanta
2: sports oh,
0: is
1: that the what is it 1998 Super Bowl that sucked. That was a terrible Super Bowl where they just got killed by uh, by, uh, by Denver. That was terrible. I don't like Minnesota to talk about, so I don't to talk about that. Ah, it was terrible. Uh, I'm so angry. I'm, I, I, I Randall Cunningham throwing to Chris Carter and Randy Moss. It was beautiful. Uh,
2: Gary Anderson. Thank you, Atlanta. Gosh, dang it. Okay, we
1: just turned off the Atlanta market. All like two people there. Yeah. Speaking of which. Uh, I, I put out a tweet like, hey, we got our show going on. What, who do you think should be the starting center back pand- tandem? And I've got nothing. Like Nothing? Nothing. Not, not even – you know. if my mom was on Twitter, even she probably wouldn't get back to me.
2: <laughs> well, but, have uh, we yeah, done yeah, anything yeah, yeah, with and, that and, account? What's that? Well, have we done anything <laughs> with that account besides that tweet? I think that might be the only tweet on there. <laughs>
1: that might probably be it, actually. <laughs> And I think – I'm going to say that it's not that we suck. It's that everyone just wants to talk about Donovan more. So that, that's yeah, why, that's my much. convenient excuse.
2: So, so get off so the, the topic. Year,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, stop talking about Atlanta football because everyone else remembers how bad the 1998 rule sucked. Of course, were you we uh, guys even alive then?
2: Yeah, I, I, I remember watching that game. I cried when Gary Anderson missed that field goal before that game. Oh, that was that was just awful. I know. I don't Gary like to talk about it. Anderson.
1: He set he set <laughs> Minnesota Soccer back several years. Now, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota is um so what can you tell us about this bond initiative? Now so so the baseball team, the Twins and Minnesota United F C are kind of making an MLS franchise bid. But at the same time the Vikings have got some exclusive right tip there is an mls team comes it goes with them and they're trying to build a new stadium can you talk about this
2: uh yeah i can talk a little about that i believe the exclusivity thing is the the only the team owned by the vikings could play in the viking stadium for the first five years that the team exists if the twins and united uh bring their team into the mls they can build their stadium wherever they want and have the team there It's just that the Vikings will have a venue gives them a lot more um, uh, pull for the MLS to get them a little bit more attention. But I think they were just using that as an excuse to get the bill going through for the stadium because Minnesota politics, that's pretty much half the issues here are stadiums, and everybody wants a new one like every two years, and it's just a a vicious cycle around here for politics. And nobody wants to pay the taxes on them or anything. But now that the Vikings finally got it, they use the MLS's leverage we're not really sure if they're going to want to go and get one. It just seems they're just uh, bringing up every once in a while to get people excited, rile up uh, Minnesota United fans, and uh, just to kind of keep it relevant to say, hey, we're trying to do this, but we're really not going to. At least that's what I get from when I hear this.
1: Can you explain why the, the, the supporters groups called the Dark Clouds? Can you, is, there yeah. a, is there a story behind that?
2: Yes, it goes back. Uh, We used to have a team uh, that formed in 1990. Uh, That was the we had a gap in Minnesota soccer after the uh, Kicks and Strikers left town from the NASL. Uh, The Minnesota Thunder came in in 1990, and they started to play professionally. They were in uh, I think it was like the USL One or something like that, and I can't remember the name of the league before it was. But the Thunder was the name, and then they had a women's team called the Lightning as well in the Women's Professional League. And the Dark Clouds kind of stemmed from that, and uh, just to kind of go off Thunder and Lightning and Storms and uh, Dark Clouds and everything. So that's where the name comes from, and now they have the slogan, Everywhere We Go, Dark Clouds Follow.
1: That's pretty slick. That's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we... Uh, why don't we switch topics here just for a second. Now, Ryan, you're uh, the former managing editor of the uh, Hot Time in Old Chicago, and Chicago Fire um, are off of two consecutive wins after being one of the last teams to get a win on the season. Uh, how are things going uh, in your neck of the woods?
0: Um, a little bit better. Uh, we Even the wins, you know, we kind of made it interesting and uh, almost blew the last one, but uh, it's nice to get the points under the belt, gets a little bit of confidence, and uh, – definitely still need some work backline needs a lot of work uh we're told that there's going to be one big signing maybe even two um in the summer but the owner's kind of famous for promising to spend money and not actually doing it so uh um you know i can't imagine that with the
1: chicago franchise (laughs) yeah
0: exactly exactly you know so there's some additions to be made but um you know, we're not out of it yet, um, even though we kind of dug a hole. Fortunately, the entire East really hasn't gotten up to the best start, most of the teams anyway. So um, still got to keep putting the wins together, but McGee's starting to warm up, and uh, we're getting some good contributions from some of the additions and the younger guys too. So um, all in all, it's it's picking up a little bit. So the the mood in, uh, between fire fans is a little bit higher than if you would have talked to me two weeks ago about it. Now, was
1: it like two weeks before the season, Austin Berry, Austin Berry is the two seasons ago the rookie of the year, uh, got shipped away to Philadelphia. Um, Mm -hmm. Was that, did you see that coming at all? Did that make sense to you? Was that just a salary cap move?
0: Um, I think we saw a move coming. Yes, definitely. We needed to clear some room to be able to make a move or two. Um, we didn't necessarily see it be, being him. I mean he was rookie of the year, kinda had a struggle his second season, which, you know, is most of the Rookie of the Year campaign, he was next to uh Arna Friedrich who, you know, <laughs> that's quite the guy to bail you out of situation. So I think part of it was a soft proverbial sophomore slump. part of it was just him regressing. So, um, You know, and and he's played well for Philly. The problem was, I mean, most people wanted Samaray gone. I mean, he kind of ruffled a few feathers last year, and um, he was okay, but um, he's really kind of laying an egg. This year, the problem is we got him from Philly, so there's no way they're going to take him back, um, especially for the money he was making. And, unfortunately, Barry was odd man out, and I, I really wish it was the other way around. But, you know, what's done is done, and the center backs we added, you know, helped some. Uh, but uh, we we're still too shaky at center. I, I I don't know. It's not our highest priority, so I'm not advocating we should go out and get a defender. I mean, we have a couple other needs above that, but uh, uh, yeah, it's losing Barry was tough. He was well liked. Um, he was a hard worker, good kid, and uh, you know maybe someday i will come back and fire Red. Who knows?
1: Um well I've kind of run out of stuff to talk about we've got about seven minutes up to the <laughs> show here uh, so I'm going to play some like mu- music and blow your eardrums out um, and then uh, let's just have a sandbox what do you guys want to talk about
0: okay can you do that
1: alright
2: yeah it's words.
1: there we go okay is it too <laughs> loud I-, I can hear wow, it Oh, I'm good on my
2: end yeah Okay. good
1: alright cool excellent okay um, so um, stuff it's pretty awesome
2: <laughs> yeah, stuff and things, man. Stuff and things. <laughs> oh boy.
1: We'll get the whole song. <laughs> okay. Well, so I'm I'm pretty much assuming that this weekend, uh, when the Philadelphia Union come to play the galaxy, we're gonna see Marisa Do and Landa Donovan in the lineups. Right? There's no I mean, there's no there's no other place to be, right?
2: No, they have to play. They have to play. them. if they're not for the U.S., they have to start them. Both teams have to do that. I'm pretty if they don't, it's a really dumb move on their coaches unless they somehow got hurt or got sick or something. Both those players should be playing, and Landon Donovan should destroy Philadelphia Union. (laughs) You know, and (laughs) and, and I I
1: agree with you, but at the same time, I really kind of hate this narrative that people picked up the last week that, like, well, Eddie Johnson got snubbed, and that's why he scored a goal. Like, as if he gets on the field and goes, you know what, I wasn't really planning on doing anything this game, but gosh darn it, I got snubbed, and so therefore I'm going to try hard this time. Like, it's just a yeah. sw- switch, so, you know, it's just the right motivation. I I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, professional athletes always try to score goals.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, he's getting paid, so you would assume he's always trying to score goals. Yeah, you could say there's a little bit of added motivation there, too. Kind of stick it to the man, if you will. But yeah, it would be the same for me. It's like, hey, I'm always trying. To, if I could score five goals a game, I'm going to score five goals a game, whether I get snubbed for something or not.
2: Yeah, you can't take it too emotion, too too personally or emotionally like that. You're a professional, and you should play professionally. You should go out there and score. But he still kind of, I think deep down, wants to kind of prove been wrong, even though he is a. He took it pretty well. If you saw kind of what he talked, he posted on uh, Facebook on his page he said he took it pretty well and said wished him best of luck but he should go out and uh, just play the best that he can at this level just to kind of uh, say you should have taken me but he's probably one injury away from making that roster again sorry to bring it back to the u.s roster thing but when you look at philadelphia i don't know if they'll be able to contain him if he plays his a game
1: speaking of facebook we have a facebook page
2: which one are you built? I'm that? actually on it right now. <laughs> I, well, I, right. I built it, and I'm trying to. I'm posting our uh, show on there right now for, our, for the one like that we have. I think that's actually my page. Yeah, I actually liked it. I'm the only like on our page Thank right you now. So, for liking I'll our add page. You know, I mean, that's that's, <laughs> yes, that's I'll add a second. right
1: there. You know, you got to like yourself, right?
2: If you don't oh, like yeah, yourself, then you don't like
1: you? <laughs> so, um, please, um, people listening, call your moms. They'd love to hear from you, and then send them to our Facebook page. What's their Facebook page called? Uh, it's called uh, Subspod,
2: Substitute's Podcast.
1: Excellent. So send them there and like mm-hmm. us because, you know, we, we, if, if you had a page on Facebook, we'd like it.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course we would.
1: My, my children who are supposed to be going to the be- the sleep in the next room, my son just said, what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the myths about uh, childhood. Kids' favorite time of the day is bedtime. They get home from school, and that is what they cannot wait for. They're like, can I go to sleep now? Is it bedtime yet? Come on. I cannot wait yeah. for it to be bedtime. That's the best part of the day. Kids love it. One of the
0: biggest myths out there. Enjoy it now. In a few years, then they won't want to go to bed. And exactly. <laughs> hours to begin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep, and uh, how how far along are you, Ryan?
0: Uh, we are due in the end of September, September 28th, so...
1: Oh, excellent, Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. That'll be uh, That'll right be... in the
1: fall season of the uh, NASL.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. exactly, there you go. EPL will be <laughs> rolling again, the yeah. NFL will be up, so...
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: congratulations to Arsenal
1: for even though you led the uh, EPL uh, for um, what was it 128 days of the season, you settled into your customary fourth place position. Way to go, consistency!
2: <laughs> I say this
1: as you've got your first trophy in nine years. Congratulations!
2: <laughs> uh, but They're it just must like, feel like just awful. They had the lead for so long in the Premier League, and they only come out with the FA Cup. It, it, they just. Uh, I just, I would feel bad if I was an Arsenal fan.
1: Right, like yeah. 128 days that like breaks out to what? Is that like 3 seasons in dog years?
2: Yeah, yeah there. <laughs>
1: you. So, good job, Arsenal. Way to go. <laughs> Sign that new contract, Arsene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: All right.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to say, so uh we we there's a pretty good soccer following here and there's some really good bars to go watch the games at. And um, th- and I say that because it depends whether or not there's an Arsenal game on. Because if there's an Arsenal game, they're going to get their people there, and they're going to take over every damn TV in the bar. And you'll be huddled in one little corner trying to watch Newcastle-Everton, and they're saying, you know what, are you really watching this game? Yeah, yeah, we are actually. Well, because we only have 40 of the 50 TVs here, and we'd really like to watch our game on all of them. Yeah. Which made it so much more fun because that was the first week of the season when they lost to Aston Villa. Nice. That was a great oh, Yeah.
2: <laughs> good time.
1: All right, guys. we got 90 seconds left.
2: Tell me oh, where, boy, TG, where can about? I find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at TJGullen. You can also find me on uh, RecklessChallenge.net. I cover NASL. I do some uh, rankings, good, bad, ugly pieces, and also I'm on our podcast, at NASLCast. You can find that on Twitter, facebook as well we do all kinds anything in asl you want to know you find us there
0: all right ryan how about yourself uh well the main one now um i i still hang around hot time in old town uh the sb nation blog blog uh, obviously twitter of the same name uh my personal one's at ryan underscore felock but uh Mine is just incoherent ramblings about usually complaining about Newcastle or the Fire or the Cubs. So I, I like to pick the teams that can be miserable. Really? It, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. They overlap. Maybe that's why. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it, a cold beer is always useful when trying to watch one of those games. You got old style? Uh, yeah, once in a while. It's not my go-to every night, but once in a while you got to tip one back for a Cubs game.
1: <laughs> All right guys, thanks so much. It's been a ball. My name is Matt Hoffman. I'm right for Soccer League. Um we'll be doing this again shortly. Guys, you've been great. Right, Thank you so good. much. Yep.
0: see you Thank guys. Thank you. Yep. All right, All right, peace right. out. Bye. Yep. Bye.